Welcome. Welcome to, to White, White Girl, Girl Haunted. Oh man, I did not do that well. That was harmony. I, th- I think that's what harmony is. Well, yours was more harmonious than mine. Ah, harmonious. Ah, harmonious. Harmonious. Harmonious? Okay. Whatever. I am not one that should tell people how to speak English. No. Or spell. No, you texted with me. Cozy dick. That's right. So, um, it's December. It is December. And it's almost Christmas. I'm pretty freaking excited. Me too. I haven't been able to sleep. <laughs> Do you get super, like, obviously, is it because yeah. of Christmas you can't sleep? Yeah, because I'm just really excited about Christmas this year, and I don't huh. know why. Uh, nothing is different. Maybe it's because Charlotte's a little older, so she's pretty excited. Yes. So, it's kind of reverberating onto me, and... Like, yeah. There was a, like, I don't know, I have children, I have a golden retriever, but there was a, like, leg where I became an adult, legally, and Christmas wasn't really fun anymore, or even, like, in teenage years, like, 15, 16, 17, it just was, like, it was fine, but then once I had nephews, I have four nephews, once they came on the scene, same thing, it, like, yeah. refreshed Christmas, and it's very exciting, because one it of is. them still believes in Santa. Okay. Because he's real. Well, Santa yeah. is real. Yeah. He is real. It's just, um, like I like we say to Charlotte, because she's like, well, what are you going to ask Santa to bring you, Mommy? And I was like, oh, sweetie, Santa only brings presents to boys and girls. Like, little boys and girls. Like, oh. us big kids don't get presents from Santa. Oh. Um, and, and that's okay. I said, Santa fills our stockings, uh, but he doesn't, um, you know, he, he can only fulfill the wishes of little children, and that's okay. Because Christmas is about kids. It's not about, you know, yeah. big kids getting presents. So, and she's been okay with that. She bought that. She bought that and, uh... <laughs> Hook, line, and sinker. Yeah. And... Uh, no break, buddy, but there is a Christmas present for me under my tree presently. Presently? See what I did there? Yes. From Santa. Oh. So, no break. It's fine. Wow. Whatever. It's all of that, uh cock guzzling that you do behind the whole <laughs> it's my dick ripple yeah your dick ripple <laughs> that was Bex's line I totally stole but it. you know what we are going to um, trademark that the dick rip the dick rip the dr yeah tm keep it on the dr <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so funny yeah so what's new it's been a couple weeks it's been a while what is new um school is winding down so I'm excited about that I have piles of marking that you saw on my table my table that is mostly done have a little bit more to do um next week's my last week so that's very exciting for me uh christmas shopping is pretty much done i have like a couple little trinkets to pick up but yeah i will say i went to ottawa last weekend Mm -hmm. and on the way back i had run out of podcasts to listen to so what did I do? Is I went on the old iTunes podcast store, and I subscribed to White Girl Haunted. Oh. Now available on iTunes. And I listened to, I listened to one of our episodes on there, and it genuinely made me laugh, which is so egotistical, but I'll say that. But it was good. It made me laugh. Yeah. I can't. I've subscribed to it. Yeah. You won't. Listen. But I can't listen because I am just too judgmental of myself. I hate it's it's like. Um, nails going down a chalkboard 
but I try and get over that. And I think that it was funny to me. I, I laughed out loud, and I was part of it, which is disgustingly <laughs> egotistical, but still funny. But still, I mean, if you can make yourself as, like, a third person and pretend you don't know those people there, yeah. I guess. But yeah. um, I don't know if I could do that. I just... Uh, Give it a whirl. It was the... We talked about spiders. That's what it was. You had bought Charlotte, I think, a remote control spider. Oh, for Christmas. Yes. Yes. And then I went on my classic spider rant. <laughs> and that's when you commented on the Facebook page. You said, sorry about my rant. Oh, because I yelled. I screamed. Oh, okay. Yes. And I, I, yeah, and I got to the mic a couple of times and I said something really loud in the mic. I was like, oh, gross. It was just, that was jarring. Well, yeah. See, once, once we've recorded, I put it out of my memory. Like it's gone. <laughs> and so when I go to do like the whole social media crap. Yes. Uh, that's why I have to text you and say, what did you talk about? Uh, because I shut it down. Right. I shut that shit down. I don't have room for extra stuff. Yep. So. What do we call that? You you compartmentalize. Yes. Well, and not I, even. You like. Decompartmentalize. You get the fuck out of my. I close those boxes. Yeah. Put a shipping label on it. Bye. Take it to the post office Return. and say, do not return to sender. <laughs> this is gone. <laughs> send, send it to the North Pole. Yeah. Shipping label. Let uh, let Santa listen to this because it's gone. You definitely get presents then. And so, speaking of social media, I'm not happy with Facebook. Okay, go on. Because oh yeah, they declined or rejected our boosted post. So then I went over to Instagram, who then rejected it. I appealed it. They approved it, and because Facebook owns Instagram, right? Facebook then approved the other posts that I tried to do that I didn't and I didn't know that they had approved them so they ended right. up charging no wonder Zuckerberg's so fucking rich yeah first of all so they because when I log into our thing and again guys sorry this is a little inside baseball but it, it constantly pressures you to like do you want to boost this post do you want to boost yes. this post and I've never clicked like I don't do that you handle that part yes. by glass but to like constantly been our face to pay them money to boost a post yeah. and then decline it and they have to appeal it like your goddamn OJ Simpson. Yeah. I had to do an appeal because it kept saying that our post had um they don't they don't allow uh ads that have sexual nudity, adult content, sexual toys. And I kept I cuz I kept appealing it and saying that there's there is absolutely none of that. This is a comedy podcast where we talk about scary crap yeah and and with on instagram i had to say that our logo doesn't even have naked girls in it it's oh it's it's two barbie dolls with a with white sheets over them to make yeah. it look like ghosts yeah right? so um oh, were they picking that up as nudity i think instagram was oh interesting okay um whereas facebook was picking it up thinking that the podcast itself was um, sexually inappropriate. <laughs> so I had to keep changing the name of the podcast, changing the description of the podcast to try and... Because I had said at one point, dick in a box. Yeah. So I kept trying to change that too, right? Yeah. And, and then those... Yeah. So, you know, the, the value in doing a boosted post on Facebook is good. Right, right, right. But to, to have to... Uh, 
fight that for them to charge me, you know, it's $111. Ridiculous. Yeah, that's it's, what they charge. So I paid 50 I have not paid the, the additional $61 because I'm trying to fight that because they didn't even notify me that the other ones had been approved. Oh, my God. Okay, Farley, go. Go on. Go. Farley's coming in to take over. The Farley has come to say hello. Farley, get the rope. He's going to lay down like a good boy. Oh, look at his pretty pants. His, at the back? Yeah. His ass hair? That's what I call um, ass hair on animals is pants. Pants? Yeah. Aww. So my cat, Mavis, who yes. is, she's named Mavis after the girl at Hotel Transylvania. Yes. Yes. Aww. Um, she has a really fluffy bum, so I'm like, look at your pretty pants. Aww. Aww. <laughs> Mavis. She's like got fluffy pants on. My mom used to use, see Mavis as like a, okay, Mavis. <laughs> she would say shit. Like how we say, okay, Karen. Kind of. Get your shit like, together, Susan. Kind of. Or it wasn't even like that mean. It was more like, let's go, Mavis. I don't know where that comes from, though. It certainly was not from that. Well, that it's movie. it's an older name. Mm-hmm. Like, it's an older lady. I was at the mall one day, the and there was a couple old ladies walking around, and the one lady was like, let's go, Mavis. We gotta <laughs> get to Shopper's Drug Mart. Well, they get their discount back. That's right. My mom, by the way, this is a lot of Lynn, Lynn talk today, is so stoked that she gets a senior's discount. She... It's changed her life. Well, yeah. I think it's Tuesdays. Wednesdays. Seniors days, Wednesdays days. I think. Anyway, whatever well, the senior yeah. day is, she's like, well, I gotta get up to shoppers. I'm like, what do you need? You have the same salve container from 1987. Same Vaseline container. Yes, we've been using it since I was little. Like, <laughs> 1978. Gotta get her TP on sale. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. God bless the seniors discount. Okay, well, listen. Yeah, look. Let's talk about our stories here. Okay. Um, I think I'm going to let you go first because I think last time I went first. That's great. Let um, me fire up the old, the old thing. The old MacBook. So I struggled with this week. Um, however, what I've decided to do in the aftermath of Halloween, which for us in this podcast, Halloween is our high hol- holy season. It's high holy season. And frankly, it's all year round, I think. Yes. So I'm going to discuss the 10 most haunted objects in the world. <gasps> dun, okay. dun, dun. And what got me onto this is I was on, I think it was on Etsy, and just looking around Etsy, finding shit that I don't need to buy. I like the cards, actually. Okay. That's my favorite thing to buy off Etsy. They always have, like... They'll do... Like birthday cards, that kind of stuff? Yeah, birthday cards, but they'll do, like, the office ones or Parks and Rec ones, like, treat yourself or... So, somehow I stumbled upon, um, it was, like, Dark Dolls 13, which, get a better name, um, selling for $50, $90, quote, haunted dolls, which just looks like it, like, dolls they paid 10 cents for at a flea market and threw some soil on it. And now they're selling it <laughs> as like a haunted doll. And I want to know, like, you're taking advantage of people who are buying these dolls, because then you got to pay shipping on top of that. Which is, <laughs> I'm really sorry, but your dog is deep throating his back foot. <laughs> he, I don't know. He does that sometimes. He just likes to stick his paw down his throat. Which, what? Not the pen. Yes, please. Okay. But yeah, like I was, I was really impressed by his skills there. He, yeah, he learns from the best. Not me. (laughs) Okay, so, 
Let's get into it. Anyway, okay. so if you want a haunted object or a haunted doll, you can go on Etsy for some bullcrap ones. What did you just say the name of that was? I think it was like Dark Dolls 13. Hold on, let me do the old look up. This is where we need like an intern to do this. So we went to yesterday, um, Warkworth. Yeah. Because uh, they had a festival of trees. Um, highly disappointed in it. Uh, just because the event on Facebook made it look like it was a lot bigger than it was. Mm. So, anyways, I mean, I do not go outside. Yeah. You can Google. Or did you find it? Nope, go ahead. Okay. I'm looking. Um, so I was dressed all nice and warm, had on a nice hat, wore like my um, fleece-lined leggings. Good for you. <laughs> Tis the season. And uh, it was like this indoor thing. So anyways, we went in there and there was a bunch of decorated Christmas trees and you could put a ballad in to win one. And oh, cool. one of them was a Halloween tree. <gasps> Neat. Yeah. It even had an adult bacon costume hanging off of the tree. Bacon. Sorry. Say those all those words again. An adult bacon costume. Hanging from the tree. Hanging from the tree. My brain just didn't want to, like, understand what you were saying. So an adult bacon costume hanging from this Christmas tree. Yeah, so, tree. like, a big strip of yummy, delicious bacon mm -hmm. that an adult could wear. What do you think the thought was behind that? That they just had that laying around the basement, need to get rid of it, throw it on the tree? No, it still had the tag on it. Like, Did it fit in with the tree? Was it a bacon-themed Halloween tree? No, it was just... It was kind of hung at the back, so there was, like, a couple huh. little costumes hanging off it. Like, there was, like, a little, um... Oh... You know, like with babies, they have bunting bags. Yeah. You know, do you know what a bunting bag is? I think so. Uh, so it's like you put your baby in it. There's no feet. It's basically. Oh a bag. yes, 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 yes. It was a football. Aww. So like there was that, but there was like decorations and stuff. Huh. So, but I was like, bacon. That's not scary. It's delicious. No. Yeah. I mean, if I wore that here and Farley or saw me. Yeah. Like. You'd be down. Oh yeah. Yeah, he loves the old bacon doesn't. Well, I mean, it's scary, I guess, if you had uh, significant heart disease, maybe. I guess. It would be a yeah. scary situation. Yeah. And I mean... Huh. This so, is more fun? Yeah. And as another sidebar, mm -hmm. um, so Jewish people don't eat bacon, right? Because... <laughs> if they're kosher. Yeah. yeah. And uh, my uncle, who's Jewish, um, very rich family, so he went to like private school as a kid. Is his mom's side or dad's side? Um, dad's side. It's oh. Lieberman. Oh, last cool. name. Of course. And uh, when he when he went to private school as a kid, he used to swap money for bacon <laughs> with the other kids <laughs> because he wasn't allowed to eat bacon because they're Jewish. Oh, so that was like his little uh, yeah. sneaky snakes. Yeah. Good for him though. Yeah. Changed his life, obviously. That's right. He would swap what for bacon? Money. Money. He'd yeah. pay, so he'd pay for bacon. Yeah, he'd get the other kids to give them their bacon and he would pay them for it so instead of buying cigarettes or drugs he would buy bacon <laughs> <laughs> that's really funny okay um, so you found it yeah so this is it so this is one of them vintage from before 2000 I didn't realize that this is now the the determinant of vintage because I'm pretty sure I have underwear before the year 2000 so that's fine um, so real haunted doll Lucy needs a loving home. Spirit doll. Haunted items. Positive spirit. Interesting. And so it's Dark Dolls 13. Where do I find the name now? Oh, there. Dark Dolls 13. Who has uh, five-star reviews. I just think, what a ridiculous thing. 
And then you also have to pay an additional over thirty dollars. Because it's not uh, Canadian, right? Because that yeah. shipping. Well, United Kingdom. Plus, it's like a porcelain doll. England, you're better than that. United Kingdom. Kingdom. I I hate porcelain dolls, even if they're not haunted. They're creepy little fox. They are very weird. Yeah. This one has glasses. Here's one that's eight eighty one dollars. There's a clown. It looks like Yoko Ono and John Lennon had a baby. This one. <laughs> Ooh, a real haunted bear. Wow. So, uh, uh, how many items? Uh, uh, what are the odds that they have and, real haunted items? And how do you determine that they're haunted? And yeah, where are you storing all those haunted items? Like, is your house like a plethora of evil spirits that is you're this, just yeah? You're like, okay, Sammy, it's time to go to a new home. Get your evil ass spirit into this doll. Exactly. You're going on Etsy. Exactly. Hmm. So, Dark Dolls thirteen. The bio says, um, "Welcome. I'm rehoming my collection collection of haunted items." I, let's let's get this person on the horn because I have a lot of questions. But then that led me to research like who are these people that have these, which led me to a New York Times article because it, it's a whole thing. There's a New York Times article and God, what is that guy's name? I can't remember. But he does um, he did a big article on haunted items, and he had done what got him into it was he had found this. I think it was a Tumblr maybe about Craigslist mirrors. So Craigslist okay. is like the American Kijiji kind of. Yes. Um, we should do one on the Craigslist killer, actually. That's, he's a very, Yeah, he's from Boston. Um, and so what it is is like all of these pictures that people post on Craigslist selling mirrors, which gives you like a really interesting snapshot into their lives. Because mirrors bounce a lot of information, right? Depending on if it's in your house and what's in the background. That's all I look at when people do, like, selfies, by yeah, the way. Yeah, they're standing in front of the window, and I'm totally judging their decor. I That's all I yeah. look at. Like, all I look at. I don't even look at the person. I'm like, what's doing? It's such a voyeuristic, I guess, kind of experience. Anywho, that's where that came from. So, I just found this article. I'm, I'm stealing it entirely. It's from a, a Cape Town news website channel 24 um and this is the 10 most haunted objects in the world now i will say as i sort of researched these tend to be the most popular ones so you can find information on these anywhere um i'm sure like wikipedia um all of that good stuff so let's get into it so the first one i'm going to talk about is the myrtle's plantation mirror okay so the myrtle's plantation is in St. Francisville, Louisiana, and it's known as one of America's most haunted homes, and it's allegedly the site of as many as 10 murders. And it boasts a highly mysterious mirror. So it was purchased um, by the homeowners um, sometime three or four decades ago. The mirror is said to contain the ghosts of Sarah Woodruff, the original mistress of the house, and her children. Custom dictates that mirrors should be covered when someone dies so that the soul of this deceased does not get caught in the mirror instead of ascending to heaven. Apparently, at Sarah's death, the mourners abandoned tradition. Now visitors at the Myrtle's Plantation have reported seeing handprints materialize in the mirror and long drip marks, which no amount of cleaning can remove. Mm. Which is interesting. And the plantation is as horrible as a plantation is <laughs> in terms of what they did there beautiful home like yeah. lovely beautiful okay um let's see 
The hands resist him. A sullen boy with a sightless eye stands in front of a door next to a creepy girl with a, with a vaguely ventriloquist smile and jointed limbs. And I'm going to show you a picture of this. This is a painting. Give me one sec here. It's a very creepy painting. You're in your basement. I'm in my basement. I'm safe. Everything is okay. And make sure you, when you ever have like pictures like this or what or anything, yeah, share them with me because these are things that I can share on oh, our, okay. our social media feeds for yeah. people to see when they so if they listen to the podcast. I they mean, can, when they listen to this podcast. You got it. Yeah. So that's the picture. He looks like baby Arnold Schwarzenegger. Kind of, right? He looks uh, like a six-year-old child, but at the same time, in Clint Eastwood at 83. Right? And, yeah. But I can totally see that being going like, I'll be back. <laughs> yeah, totally. A very weird picture. Yeah. Right? Okay. Okay. And a little girl with that face, and she's holding, I don't know, I thought she was holding a gun initially, but... I think that's a doll, isn't it? Beside well, her? Well, I don't... She's got, like, jointed arms. If she's real she or looks like she's holding an aerosol can. That's yes. So anyway, I don't. It's just very okay. Creepy. So that's this is the painting. Okay. Okay. We'll post it on the old uh, Insta, Insta Facebook feed. situation. I'll send it to you. So a sullen boy with sightless eyes stands in front of the door next to a creepy girl doll with a vaguely ventriloquist smile and jointed limbs. Behind them, several pairs of childish hands are pressed against the glass of the door, which is. So creepy. So it was painted by an artist named Bill Stoneham, and it's called, like I said, The Hands Resist Him, and it's considered one of the world's most haunted artworks. In 2000, a California couple put the eerie picture up for sale on an online auction site, eBay, um, with a warning to potential buyers. Apparently, come nightfall, the figures in the painting would move or disappear, or the odd-looking boy would actually enter the room where the painting hung. People who viewed the painting complained of feeling sick or weak, or as if unseen hands were grabbing them. Hashtag me too. According to Stoneham, the painting is based on a childhood photograph of himself at five. Uh, what? Bill, what's doing it with you at five? The doorway symbolizes a threshold between worlds. The doll acts as a guide through this world in between waking and dreaming. The hands represent other lives. While Stoneham was surprised by all of the supernatural speculation surrounding the painting, he did concede that both the owner of the first gallery to ever show the hands that resist him and the art critic who reviewed it both died within a year of first seeing the painting. What? Dun, dun, dun. So that's that. Let's talk about, let's go back, can we take you back to seven, the 1700s? Oh, it was a good time. It was, time. a lot was happening. Yeah. There was no hydro. We're coming out of the plague. Revolutions abound. And let's talk about Tommy Boosby. Okay. I don't know why I thought you were going to say Tommy Lee Jones. No. Yeah, I mean, he's I, not that old. Close. I but think yeah. he was born in 1706. Okay. Give or take. So, in the summer of 1702. Okay. Y'all remember, summer, summer of 1702. That's the song that... Um, summer of 1702. It's not the same thing. Same thing. Same thing. Same thing. Brian Adams wrote a beautiful song about the summer of 1702. Um, <laughs> Thomas Boosby had a different summer, however. Okay. 
what he decided to do in the summer of 1702 is strangle his father-in-law. <laughs> Danny, or Daniel, a, a weddy, I think is how you say it. When he found, and I, I get this, I get Tom and what he was going through. When he found a weddy sitting in Boosby's favorite oak chair, he said, bitch, get under my chair. Arrested and tried and condemned to death, Boosby's last request on the way to the gallows in Thursky, Ireland, or sorry, Thursky, England, was to stop in his favorite pub and drink ale in his favorite chair. When he finished his drink, he declared, may sudden death come to anyone who dares sit in my chair. He was very passionate about chairs. Um, you know, like Ron Swanson. He won well, best chair. It was molded to his ass. He knew it was his chair. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Get out. The chair remained in the pub for centuries, and allegedly anyone who sat in it later died from unseen, from some unseen misfortune. In 1972, the chair has hung from the ceiling of the Thirsk Museum in North Yorkshire, England, so no one can sit in it, even accidentally. Dun-dun-dun! Let's talk about the haunted wedding dress now. We're going to move along to 1849. Wealthy Anna Baker fell in love with a low-class steel worker, but her class-obsessed father, Elias, forbade the marriage and drove Anna's beloved away from her th from their hometown of Altoona, Pennsylvania. That place sounds a little fishy. Bradley <laughs> <laughs> did not like that. Sorry, Bradley's like, boo. He says you can't miss a good dad joke. Way to go. Well, oh, yeah. Eventually, the Baker Mansion was trans... Okay, so um, Anna then died. So he drove her away from Altoona, PA. And Anna died a bitter and broken-hearted woman. Which <laughs> is... Uh, I get it. Eventually, the Baker Mansion was transformed into a museum, and vis visitors could view Anna's unused wedding dress inside a glass case in her bedroom. Reportedly, the garment is haunted, often seen moving on its own, from side to side or shaking violently within its glass case. The mansion is also reportedly the site of other hauntings. David Baker and his brother was killed in a steamboat accident. <laughs> steam I'm not laughing that he died, just What's his what's his brother's name, Willie? Willie Yes. <laughs> Dave Willie Baker. In a yeah. steamboat boat accident yeah. in the winter of eighteen fifty two, one of the worst. Screams have been heard from the basement where David's body was stored until the ground thawed enough for him to be buried. 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 It's a very weird situation. So let me, I'm going to do like a couple more and then call it a day. So let's do, this one's pretty famous and I think I'm going to say it wrong, but the Dubuque, Dubuque box, have you heard of this? No. The Dubuque box. So according to Jewish folklore, it is a wine cabinet haunted by a restless evil spirit. In 2001, Hashtag never forget. An antique buyer in Portland, Oregon attended an estate sale at the home of a 103-year-old Jewish woman, the only member of her family to survive the Holocaust. Get it? Girl. Among her possessions was the odd cabinet. The woman's granddaughter reportedly told the dealer that her grandmother had always kept the box hidden because it contained a mel... mel malevolent? How do you say that? Malevolent? Mel... Malevolent? Malevolent. Fuck. Christina. <laughs> I can't speak. Um, as, uh, you know, the M-word, spirit called Dubuque, or Dubuque. The dealer soon learned firsthand about the power of the captive spirit, claiming the doors and gates to his art studio locked by themselves, and the air inside began to reek. When he gave the box to his mother as a gift, the woman suffered a major stroke. 
Weeping uncontrollably in the hospital, his mother spelled the um, spelled out H A T E G I F T, so hate gift. Frantic, the dealer decided to list the box on an online auction site. Can we just say eBay? Along with a story detailing its horrific pro pro provenance or history, I guess I don't know. Uh, a museum curator named Jason Haxton purchased the Dubuque box and wrote a book about its history. I also think that there's um, like a couple of documentaries about this as well. So that's the Dubuque. It's pretty famous. Um, let me do... I'm going to do one more. This is Annabelle. So Annabelle is actually... It was turned into um, a movie... Annabelle with the doll, but it's based on a true story, apparently. Oh, you knew that? Yeah. Okay. I think it's it's probably like five years old now, isn't it? Uh, well, they've done two. Oh, have they? Yeah. I'll so they, they've done the... Um, yeah, so they did the, the Annabelle, mm -hmm. um, and then they did Annabelle Creation, oh. uh, where, like, how did the doll become haunted? Oh, okay. I think. Cool. You know what? We watch so many horror scary movies, movies yeah. yeah, horror movies, yeah, that they all start to like mesh in together. <laughs> <laughs> so somebody asked me last night, "What's your favorite scary?" or "What's your favorite scary?" <laughs> "What's your your favorite scary movie?" And I was like, "Oh, geez, right now I'm really liking um, it, Chapter Two. I haven't watched it. Oh, it's such a good movie. Okay, I've seen the first, like the remake of it, and obviously the yes. original." The Ridge is always the best, especially yeah. with Tim Curry, because yeah, 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 totally. Tim Curry's amazing. Yeah. Um, but the remake uh, was really good. We loved that movie. Yeah. But to me, those movies are comedies. Like, they, we don't find them scary. Oh, okay. Um, but they're so good. And, like, yeah. the, the one kid in the first movie, I can't remember his name, but he's from Stranger Things. Yes. And Wasn't it Wolf one. or something like that? Yeah, he's actually Canadian, yes. by the way. Yeah. Um, but he does such a good job. And then the people that they did for the like those kids as adults. Is it? Go ahead. Bill Hader. Yes. Yeah, and it was so bang on. Like yeah. all of them was so good. So it was. Uh, yeah, it was. It was really good. And I'm, I'm kind of waiting for Christmas to hurry up and get over so that we can watch it again because we got all these Christmas movies to watch. Yeah, that's right? true. It is. Yeah. yeah. I'm, see, I don't watch a lot of horror movies because I don't. It's not that they, like, I don't necessarily get scared, right? But I don't like to be scared. I don't like, and they're always very jumpy with the music, mm -hmm. and so I don't like that feeling. So that's usually why I don't tend to watch them. I just, I don't enjoy being scared, as you very well know, because you have tortured me in my life about that. <laughs> Plenty of times. Okay, Plenty sorry. Times. Okay, Annabelle. Wait, let's tangent on this, because one time Bex... We used to work in the same office together. I should find that text. I think I screenshotted that, actually. Oh, yes. You waited in my office for like a half hour yeah. behind the door in the dark, waiting for me to show up to work Yeah. so you could jump out and scare me. Yeah, and I sent you a text. I'm like, where are you? I'm standing behind your door <laughs> waiting to scare you. Yes. It's dark in here. Yes. Thank God I had an appointment that day, and I wasn't showing up. Yeah. But then I think you did one time scare me. It was I think it was around Christmas actually, because the office wasn't as full as usual. Right. But I remember letting out a terrifying scream that went through the entire building. Yes. Yeah. But the good thing was, mm -hmm. is your office was always a twofer, because Allison shared your office, right? Right. 
So I could scare her too. Oh, she's scary? Like junkie? Oh, yes. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay. So as an FYI, if you ever get the chance to scare her, yeah, she's good at scaring too. Okay. Because she's tall and skinny and jumps very high. Yes. <laughs> you get a good uh, vertical. Yeah. Okay. All right. So let's get back to Annabelle. So Annabelle, again, is a movie. It's about a doll who's haunted. Da, 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 da. So in 1970, this is like the history of the movie. Uh, based on the real doll. In 1970, a woman purchased a Raggedy Ann doll in a second-hand store as a Christmas present for her daughter Donna, a nursing student at Hartford, Connecticut, which is a very interesting thing to get your daughter who's a nursing student. So she presumably would be 18 or 20 years old, and you're getting her a doll. Isn't that weird? Well, didn't you just talk about a chick on Etsy who has a haunted doll collection? She's probably an adult. She is, but that's a very specific adult thing, a haunted doll. Well, like, maybe just, she, this woman had no idea this doll was haunted. She was just going in to buy her daughter a doll. Well, maybe her daughter just likes Raggedy Ann, like, from being a kid. Maybe. Like, I think I'd be pretty excited if somebody bought me, like, a Rainbow Bright doll. Okay. Or a Sailor Moon doll. I'd be like, oh my god, this is so cool. Is and then Strawberry Shortcake? Strawberry Shortcake. Yeah. Yeah. And then I would torment my kid and say, you can't play with it, it's mine. Alright, mother yeah. of the year. Once yeah. again. So in Hartford, Connecticut. Soon Donna and her roommate, Angie, found the doll standing and kneeling by itself, and fresh droplets of blood seemed to appear on the doll's body. As the unexplained phenomena increased, Donna consulted a medium who told her the doll was possessed by the spirit of a young girl named Annabelle. But Annabelle's antics became more dangerous. Donna had to call a paranormal investigator, Ed and Lorraine Warren, who confirmed that a demon, not a young girl, possessed the Anna's doll. To this day, Annabelle resides in a lockbox in Lorraine Warren's basement, Museum of Cursed Objects, where she is blessed twice a month by a priest. I think there's actually like a warning on the glass that says like, do not open. Oh yeah? <clears throat> oh yeah. yes there is, I've seen mm -hmm. a picture of it, that's absolutely right. So those are just some fun haunted objects uh, around the world. Now, do I believe any of these? Not really. Do I want to? Very much so. But, yeah. Well, there's actually a show called The Haunted Collector. Mm -hmm. um, and this is a guy who goes around to, like, places because they've reported of hauntings and everything. Oh. Um, so he tries to pinpoint the object in the house that's haunted. And he will... I mean, that's not oh. always the case, but it could be a mirror. It could be a box. It could be, like, a trinket or something. It could be... Um, like sometimes they've gone into the basement and they found like bones buried in the basement, um, that sort of thing. Like, Whoa. so he will take them out and like those items get blessed or something. And then he has like a museum where he keeps all these things. Oh, interesting. I've never yeah. heard of that show. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. It's very eccentric. You would have to be to have that as a job. Yeah, I think so. If you're a character, I think. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, well, that That's was well that. done. Thanks, buddy. Guess what everybody's getting for Christmas this year? <laughs> Haunted dolls. Now, would you like your doll with brown hair like you? Or would you like a blonde? Would you like a redhead? Maybe a little black Chinese doll. They're adorable. There is an Instagram account. I'm just jumping on that. I think it's like Asian babies or something like that. And it, a Chelsea Handler posted about it years ago, I think. And I started following it, and it's super cute. Oh. Um, yeah, probably brown hair. Okay. Because we know I'm very egotistical. And you could get matching outfits. Yeah, totally. Oh, that totally. would be adorable. Yeah. 
Thanks, buddy. No problem. Thank you for sharing that with me. Now I can get cozy and listen to your story. Well, so I was scrolling through Facebook, as one does. Yes. And um, I came across this video of famous last words of people who have had, you know, the death sentence. Ooh, cool. Um, so, like, capital punishment, right? So, yeah. Um, I thought it was kind of cool, um, so I watched it, and then I was like, well, why are there so many different kind of methods of capital punishment? Like, yeah. yeah. Why isn't there just one? Um, so I didn't really look into, you know, why there's so many different ones, so I, I got a list here of some of the famous last words. Cool. And I, I googled uh, a list of methods of capital punishment. Yes. Uh, so, so there's some current methods in here, and then there's some like older methods, um, which are a lot more. Uh, some of them are, are quite barbaric, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think the whole thing is barbaric, so that doesn't surprise me. Yeah. Okay. Well, and you know, I'm kind of on the fence about capital punishment because there's some people who I think they should fucking rot for what they've done. Yes. Um, and I think that maybe as opposed to killing them they should be tortured for the rest of their life okay like a daily torture thing sure um like oh you raped women let's um pinch your dick with a binder clip on the daily okay. you know something yeah, yeah. Or, but then i think but then i don't want my tax dollars to go towards this man eating and breathing and living right so mm. so i don't know i mean i guess i don't know I, yeah, that's interesting, because I'm mixed about it. The reason I'm... I used to be very pro-death penalty, for that reason. Like, I think... I see the aftermath, and have seen it, um, of, like, childhood sexual abuse, which is incredibly rampant, and I, I think more rampant than we even acknowledge. Yeah. And I think that those people oftentimes get such menial sentences... Yes. Comparable, comparable to things like, you know, like possession charges, right? I, I mm-hmm. think it's so ridiculous that we put more people in jail for, like, possession than a person who contains child pornography and has, you know, created child pornography. Like, I, I just think that's so gross. I think I ranted about this on the last podcast, mm-hmm. too. So, however, so in that way, I'm like, fucking roast them. Roast those people because they are so, what they do to people in their lives, they ruin people's lives. People have such a, they carry that for the rest of their lives. And it yeah. not only affects that person, but it affects everybody around them who, who's in their circle. Yeah. Um, which is incredibly unfair. However, what's had me change is things like the Innocent Projects, which I, I get really deep into. Have you ever, like, researched? No. So Innocent Projects oftentimes are through, like, law universities, or they, they can be independent and it's where they um, actually work to free people who have been put in prison for the oftentimes life or on death row, um, free them from their crimes and prove that they didn't do it. So, you good? Yeah, oh, I'm good. Um, anyway, and they've, you know, with the um, kind of how DNA goes and it's getting better and people have actually been, um, what's that called when you're, freed but you're acquitted acquitted exonerated exonerated okay um of your crimes based on dna right but you've been put in jail because they thought that you did it Mm -hmm. and so i think it's is it i don't think it's worth it 
when you could put an innocent person behind bars for, for, or kill a person. Like, I think that these people are awful that actually do the crime and I think they should die, but I don't think it's worth the risk of having an innocent person die. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's where I, like, have changed it. Because I'm all about, I, I would allow, if, if somebody got their dick tortured every day, I'd be down for paying for that, for their food, if I knew that was That's true, enough. yeah. Because I, I just, sometimes I feel like just going to prison or just having the death penalty. Yeah. I think that they're both an easy way out. Yeah. I mean, yeah, dying is a pretty shitty thing, but I don't think that paying with your life is an, is, 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 uh, I think it's an easy way out. Yeah. Like, I think you should be tortured and suffered the way that person was. Yeah, I, I agree. You should feel that mental anguish. Yeah. I don't think that you should get, like, there's, I think they can vote if you're in prison. You can vote. I don't think you should. Like, I think you should have privileges revoked. And certainly I know freedom is the ultimate privilege, but. Well, yeah, because they still get, like, the basic human rights, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, they get uh, education, they get free education, and I think only certain people qualify for that, though. I think if you're in for life, I don't think you get that, because I think the education comes from, like, the rehabilitation piece, but anyway, sorry. Okay, so, anyways, so famous last words. So, Ted Bundy. (laughs) Um, On the night before Ted Bundy was executed, he spent most of his time crying and praying, at 7 a.m. on January 24, 1989, Bundy was strapped into the electric chair at Stark State Prison in Florida. Uh, Superintendent Tom Barton asked Buddy, sorry, Bundy, buddy. Uh, if he had any last words, to which he replied, Jim and Fred, I'd like you to give my love to my family and friends. He was speaking to his lawyer, Jim Coleman, and to Fred Lawrence, a Methodist minister who spent the evening in oh. prayer with Bundy. Both nodded their heads. Serial killer Theodore Robert Bundy, November 24th, 1946 to January 24th, 1989, killed a confessed 30 women during 1974 through 1979 in Washington, Utah, Colorado, and Florida, and the total number of Bundy's victims is unknown, but it's estimated to run above 100. Wow. So John Wayne Gacy. So he was a convicted serial rapist and killer. Um, He was executed at the Stateville Penitentiary in Illinois by lethal injection just after midnight on May 10th, 1994. When asked if he had any last words, Gacy snarled, kiss my ass. (laughs) (laughs) So sassy, right until the end. He is sassy. Uh Uh-oh. Nope, we're good. Okay. We're good. Okay. Um, So he was born on March 17th, 1942. Uh, and he died May 10th, 1994, and he was convicted of the rape and murder of 33 men between 1972 and his arrest in 1978. Yeah. He became known as the Killer Clown thanks to the numerous parties he attended where he worked as a children's entertainer wearing a clown suit and full face makeup. I didn't realize that he lived that deep into the 90s, 94. He said he, what day, when in 94? May 10th. So he lived longer than Kurt Cobain. That's how I like to reference it. Um, wow. Yeah. Do you, fun fact, do you know his what his um, clown's name was? No. Pogo. It was Pogo? Mm-hmm. Pogo the Clown? Yep. Because in the um, Joker movie, they have like a little Easter egg. The Joker, I haven't seen the 
Joker movie. I just know of it. But there's, he, I guess he tries, like, stand-up comedy or something in the movie. Okay. And the the comedy club is called, like, Pogo's Comedy Club or something, which is, like, a little, oh. to a killer clown, because a Joker is a clown, right? Right. But that fun fact won me a free t-shirt from... When you oh. did Trivia Night? No, when oh. I, on a, my, one of my favorite podcasts is called LA Not So Confidential, and it's okay. two um, doctors, psychologists, and um, it's really, 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 really good. Anyway, they, that was like a question. If you answered it, then you want a free t-shirt, and they sent it to me. Very cool. Yeah, they're wonderful. <clears throat> Dr. Shiloh and Dr. Scott. LA Confidential, eh? Mm-hmm. I've been trying to find a new podcast. Yeah, it's really, it's great. So, Timothy McVeigh was a convicted terrorist and had no final words prior to being executed by lethal injection on June 11, 2001 in India. McVeigh did leave a handwritten statement that quoted a poem by British poet William Ernest Henley. The poem ends with the lines, I am the master of my fate, I am the captain of my soul. So he was best known as the Oklahoma City Bomber. Mm -hmm. uh, he was convicted of setting up a device that killed 149 adults and 19 children mm -hmm. at the federal building in Oklahoma City, Oklahoma, on April 19, 1995. Yeah. Uh, he admitted to investigators after his capture that he was angry at the federal government for their treatment of white separatist... Separatist? Separatists? Separatist? Separatists. Separatists. Which um, is like supremacists, I think. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Randy Weaver at Ruby Ridge, Idaho, in 1992, and with David Koresh and the branch uh, David yeah. D Davidians yeah. at Waco, Texas. Waco. Waco? Yeah. So it's not like Taco. No. Do you know about that? Like, have you... No. Oh. You got it. There's a, They just okay. did, did a little mini-series about David Koresh. And the Branch Davidians. He was he had like a little cult, right? He was a cult okay. leader, but they were very religious, and there was like a big standoff with them and the government. Um, and they, the government, made some really poor choices because there was kids in there. Um, but they were also like accumulating guns and stuff too. Mm -hmm. But they had, and I think they like set it on fire and killed all of them, and like it was really okay. concerning. I'm so I'm sure you have heard oh, probably. about that, but yeah. Like I said, like I hear something, I enjoy it while I hear it, and then it's like packed up. <laughs> See ya. Out. If I don't need that information on a permanent basement basis, it's gone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's gone. Did you ever watch Friday Night Lights? Yes. Okay. Do you know um, Riggins? No, I don't. Number thirty-three. <laughs> All I can remember is Kitch. Friday Night Lights is the one with um. Chris Evans and whipped cream, right? No, I th no. <laughs> then I can't remember. Oh my god! No, Friday Night Lights was a, f a show about high school football. It's one yeah, of the yeah. greatest shows. Chris Evans wasn't in it. Taylor Kitsch was in it. I need to look this up because. Okay. The Panthers. I know I've seen it. And I just need to see a picture of it. I don't like football, but this truly is one of my favorite shows in the Okay, yeah, world. so it's definitely not what I was thinking of. No, no, no. Coach um, Taylor. Yeah, no. So I have not seen it. Okay, great show. I don't know if it's on Netflix anymore or not. It might be. Okay. Or Prime. I truly, I would highly recommend it, even if you don't like football, because football is kind of 
a character in it because it's a high school football and it, they, you know how big it is down mm-hmm. there. Um, but um, it's really about the stories and this coach and whatever. Anyway, that doesn't even matter. Taylor Kitsch, who's Riggins in the show, he's Canadian and I love him. Okay. I love him. He plays David Koresh. Oh, okay. You'd know him, I think, to see him as an actor. He's been Probably. in a few different things. He was in the the, sh- the movie about AIDS with Mark Ruffalo and um, Julie, what's her name? What's well, pretty uh, Julia Roberts. Julia Roberts, yeah. yeah. Anyway, I'm sorry. Okay. So that's just a sidebar. Okay. So, <laughs> Gary Gilmore um, is a convicted murderer. In his final words before put, being put to death in Utah on January 17th, 1977, by a volunteer firing squad. Ooh, yeah. Let's do it. That's what he said? That's what he said. Well. Then, after a black hood was placed over his head, he said, Dominus Vobiscum, the Lord be with you. Oh, so it's Latin. Gross. To which the Roman Catholic priest, chap, prison chaplain, Reverend Thomas Mearsman, replied, Et cum spirit tu tuo, and with your spirit. Um, so he he was born on December fourth, nineteen forty. Um, he was convicted of killing a motel manager in Provo, Utah. He was also charged with the murder of a gas station employee the day before the motel murder, but was never convicted. He was the first person legally executed in the United States since nineteen sixty-seven, ending a ten-year lapse. In U.S. executions, huh. he donated his organs, and shortly after he was executed, two people received his corneas. Really? Yes. I wonder how many organs would be viable if you've been shot. Yeah. Interesting. It. There was a movie a long time ago. I think it was called Body Parts. Yeah. And I could be wrong, but um. And I almost feel like Michael Keaton played in it. No, this is. Um, okay, sorry. That's I was okay. looking at your toes, and they kind of look like an uncircumcised penis. That's the type of socks I'm going for. Okay. No, it's because, the, I don't know why, the filling, they're like super thick, comfy, cozy socks. Okay. But, like, this is attached from the thick inside. Okay, so when they roll down towards the end, you look like it's uncircumcised penis. So. Yeah, they're dick socks. Not, they're cozy dicks. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> anyway, so... The star of the movie was driving, and he got to a car accident, and his arm, I believe, had to get amputated, mm. but he got a donor arm from, like, a what? somebody who was, like, a psycho- psychopath, like... Oh, yeah. Um, and then, so, this guy, once he had that arm, he started having, like, the same kind of thoughts... Yes. ...as the psychopath, so yes. he, like, wanted to kill people and stuff like that, so yeah. I always wonder, like, would that be really a thing, like... Which I've, honest to God, I've heard that. Not in the dark sense, but the light sense where, like, um, uh, a man received a heart from somebody else who was, like, and I can't remember. They discussed, like, who, the guy who passed away and donated his heart, what his sort of personalities were. And then I think he was, like, very, um, like, a risk taker and, like, liked to jump out of planes and stuff. And this guy who received the heart was not that way at all. But once he got it, he actually started to, like, Take risks and those. Stuff. But then I wonder, like, maybe you start to do that when you have such a life-altering thing like a new heart. You got, like, a new... Like, you've been literally given a second chance at life, Yeah, right? so that's got to do something psychologically to you. I 
think so. Well, and who knows? Who knows? Like, we know nothing. I mean, well, some, but in terms of, like, the biological makeup in the brain, like... Well, I can give you a little bit of insight on that. Okay. So, years ago, my mother had a quadruple bypass. Yes. And uh, when they do that, the, the doctor had told us, because, essentially, there's a machine that's keeping her alive yeah. during the bypass. So, um, there's, there's, like, a part of her that, like, she essentially dies temporarily. Yes! I've heard this. And so... Um, because that happens, it affects your frontal lobe. Yes. And your frontal lobe is your personality, yes. right? So, yep. um, I wonder if maybe because he had a heart transplant, yep. it affected totally the, the frontal lobe. Totally. Because even people who have heart surgery, actually, one of the symptoms after that is a, a change in personality. Yes. Even if it's not like, you know, a, a transplant or whatever, but yeah. True. Yeah, like my my mother completely changed after. Did she stay changed? Oh yeah, yeah yeah. Oh. She um, my mother was a very like uh, in your face kind of not in your face but like a no bullshit kind of person. Yep. Whereas now she's a lot more like meek and mild. Are you okay over there? Yep. Okay. We had a parking issue, but we're fine. Oh. It's alright. Keep it. El Hafi is back, and I'm in his parking spot. <laughs> it's okay. Okay. He's in a parking lot. Okay. So, John Speckelink? Sure. We're going to go with it. Sounds like a murderer. Okay. Um, he was a convicted murderer, and his final words before being executed in the electric chair in Florida on May 25th, 1979, were capital punishment, them without the capital get the punishment. <laughs> what? Yeah. Okay, guy. Trying to be philosophical on the death chair. He did not nail right. it. Um, he was a drifter who was convicted of killing a traveling companion. He claimed it was self-defense. The jury saw otherwise, and he was the first man put to be, to be put to death in Florida after the U.S. Supreme Court reinstated capital punishment in 1976. Oh, interesting. So, Eileen Warnos... Yeah. Uh, Monster. The monster. Yeah. Um, So she was a convicted serial killer. In her final words, before being executed by lethal injection in October 2002 in Florida, I'd just like to say I'm sailing with the rock, and I'll be back like Independence (laughs) Day with Jesus, June 6th. Like the movie, Big Mothership, and I'll I'll be back. Yeah, she was unwell. Oh, fuck yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, so she was born February 29th, 1956. She was born in Michigan and abandoned by her parents at an early age. Yeah. It doesn't show. No, no. She hides it well. <laughs> by the time she was in her teens, she was working as a prostitute, um, sex worker. Yes. And robbing people to, to support herself. In 1989 and 1990, she shot, killed, and robbed at least six men. In January of 1991, after fingerprints were found on evidence located by police, she was arrested and tried for her crimes. She received a total of six death sentences. So, in those cases, they just kill you, bring you back, kill you, bring you back. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. In and out, in and out, in and out. Yeah. (laughs) And they always get, you know, they ask you what the other side's like every time, right? Yeah, like, can we take some pointers here? That's how they get their research. Yeah, science. Yeah. Although the title was, wasn't accurate, she was dubbed by the press as the first female American serial killer. In the end, she fired her attorney, dropped all appeals, and asked that her execution take place as soon as possible. Yeah, she did do that. <clears throat> so, this one is my favorite. 
okay. based on what he says. Okay. Uh, so George Apple, he's a convicted murderer in his final words before being executed in the electric chair in New York in 1928 mm. for the murder of a New York City police officer was, well, gentlemen, you are about to see a baked apple. <laughs> <laughs> Humor, humor to the end. I'm like, you know what? He might have been a shit, but he had a good sense of humor, and those kind of people are my people. Yeah, God bless. So, um, however, depending on which ac- account you read, it was also said that his final statement was, all the ladies love baked apples, followed by, damn, no power outage. <laughs> um, That's still a pretty solid line. Yeah. So, Jimmy Glass was a convicted murderer. His final words before being electrocuted on June 12, 1987 in Louisiana for the robbery and murder of a couple on Christmas Eve were, I'd rather be fishing. (laughs) Uh, He's best known not for being a killer, but for being a petitioner in the Supreme Court case in 1985, in which he argued that execution by electrocution violated the 8th and 14th Amendments to the U.S. Constitution as cruel and unusual punishment. The Supreme Court obviously did not agree. No. So my last one is Barbara Graham. Um, She was also known as Bloody Babs. Whoa. And her final words before being executed in the gas chamber in San Quentin. Yeah. Good people are always so sure they're right. So she was a sex worker, a drug addict, and a murderess who was executed in the gas chamber at San Quentin in 1955, along with two accomplices. Graham beat an elderly woman to death when a robbery went bad. Mm. When she was strapped into the gas chamber by Joe Ferretti, the man in charge of her execution told her, now take a deep breath and it won't bother you. To which she responded, how would you know? (laughs) (laughs) Sassy. After Graham's death, her life story was made into a movie called I Want to Live. Susan Hayward, who starred in the film, later won an Academy Award for her portrayal of Graham. Oh, interesting. Yeah, so. Cool. After I had watched that video, I was like, I want to know what, like, what are the different methods of, yeah, yeah, yeah. of capital punishment? Because I only know a couple. Yeah, like, I, and, I mean, maybe at another time I'll get into, like, more, like, why, like, who chooses what for... Like, if capital punishment is a thing, like, who decides that the gas chamber is appropriate, or... Don't they get to decide? I don't know. Because I know there was a guy in recent times, like, the last couple of years, who died by firing squad. I want to say it was, like... So, like, the person gets to choose? And I think he chose. But, like, you can't choose it now. That's not a thing. But because of when he was convicted, he was, like, grandfathered in. (laughs) Grandfathered in. (laughs) So, like... I thought he could choose, but then it's probably the state, because, like, Texas is known as, like, the the electrocution chair, the electric chair yeah. state, right? I don't know. I don't know. It's, like, it's their, like, state thing, like... Maybe, yeah. Like, in Ontario, we have, like, our our flower is the trillium. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you die by, like, shitty healthcare. Well, I think, um, trilliums are actually poisonous, so... I know that they're illegal, you're not supposed to pick them. Yes. And I did as a kid. Of course, me too. There and was I like, felt really, like, bad. There was, like, wild trilliums behind my house. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. And did you feel like... <gasps> okay. And I'd be like, look, Mommy, I picked you a trillium. Mm. This is my gateway drug to crime. That's right. My 
my mom, fun fact, re, re, I don't even know if this is legal, but she would, there was red trilliums and white ones, mm -hmm. and she says she got a couple of each and plant, like replanted them in the garden, and they cross-pollinated and made pink. Oh. That's really cool. Yeah. That is cool. A pink trillium. It's like a mixed breed. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like me. Like you. Yeah, in terms of like, I'm Irish and Scottish and I'm, oh. it's everything in there. Everybody is. Yeah. Really? Okay. Can get into it, pal. Okay, so the current methods are hanging. Still? Um, it's still a thing. Oh. Um, so it's usually with a calculated drop to cause neck, neck fracture Oof. and instant loss of consci consciousness. So it's used by Pakistan, Iran, India, Japan, and Singapore. Oh, it's not in America. No. Okay. No, okay. no. So this could be like anywhere. Gotcha. Okay. Um, so also a very common one is shooting. Yes. Um, so it's like... Obviously, we know how they die. Yeah. Um, it is practiced in North Korea. So North Korea, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so lethal injection, um, as we know, is they basically essentially, uh, it's like a it's like a poison, right? Or whatever yeah, isn't it sodium chloride? Or, or maybe yeah. that's truth serum. It's something know. that... Um, There's two, I think. Like they inject it into you, right? And it's and supposed to like burn in yeah. your veins. I, I imagine it burns you from like the inside out, right? Is the can I go back to the shooting one? Yeah. So is that like the same as firing squad? Uh, it can be a single machine gun. Uh huh. A firing squad. Okay. Or by excessively powerful weaponry such as anti-aircraft guns, um, according to various media sources. Okay. Yeah. I think the firing squad when they do that, I think there's one one of them actually has the real bullets and the rest are blanks. And they oh. don't know, I think. And the people shooting don't know who's who. Okay. I'm pretty sure that's... Because we just like to keep people guessing right until the very end? Well, because then you don't know, like, that would be a very difficult thing, I would think, to, like, shoot and kill another person in, like, at home. Just He's just standing there and you're shooting at him. And so I think it's a way to, like, help ease the pain for the shooter. So you can kind of live comfortably behind the fact that it might not have been you that actually shot and killed him. Oh, so this is more for the person doing the shooting. I believe so. I could be making that up entirely. Um, just, I did while you are chatting there. Yeah. Um, I looked up, like, what is lethal injection. Oh, okay. Um, and it's the practice of injecting one or more drugs into the person, but it doesn't say what. Okay. Um, but basically it's like a broader sense of euthanasia. Yes. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. Is, is that the one that's most widely done in the States? Uh, yes. That's what it said. Well, oh, it was oh, first okay. used in the, the States in 1992. Oh, um, that's pretty But it's recent. been used in other countries, such as China, Taiwan, Thailand, Guatemala, and Vietnam. Whoa. And, um, so there's a map here that shows uh, quite a few, uh, this is just the states. Oh, cool. So all those dark burnt orangey ones are the states that only use this method. Um, states that primary use this method, states used it once. So, um, and it says that it's the practice of injecting one or hmm. more drugs and typically a barbiturate, a paralytic, and a potassium solution. 
Oh, okay. Okay, yeah. Wow. That's good to know. Sometimes. So it, it causes a person to become unconscious, stops their breathing, and causes a heart arrhythmia in that order. Oh, so they don't necessarily feel it. Yeah. Huh. So, wow. um, and then there's like electrocution. Yes. Uh, so only the United States and the Philippines have ever used this method. It's now legal in some U U.S. states only to replace injection at the request of the prisoner or if the injection is impractical. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Huh. So, and like with the, I know like with um, electrocution, they put like a wet sponge on your head so yes. you don't, like your body doesn't burn. Right. Um, because nobody wants to smell that. Have you ever smelled like one of your hairs that burn? Yes. It sounds, smells nasty. So it's that probably on steroids, the smell of yeah. burning flesh. Yeah. I've never smelled burning flesh before, so I don't know. Uh, me either. Okay. Um, I can't even I can't even tell you if Chris has smelt it because mm -hmm. uh, at their crematorium it's very like vented, so it's like a big, yeah. it's a huge huge oven and it's it's sealed very well. Yeah. And the um, the um, oh I'm having a brain fart. Like the vapor or whatever. Yeah, like it's it goes up through like a ventilated, um, filtered system and it gets released up into the air. Uh -huh. So it's super filtered before it even gets released. Yeah, out. yeah. they have to because it's because um, it's considered a toxic sub substance. Right. So just like any factory that would release um, pollutants into the air. Yeah. The crematorium is similar oh. um, because we we're basically like like if we die we rot right and there's bacteria yeah. there's germs and all kinds of stuff. Yeah, so. yeah. Um, and then there's gas inhalation. So only the United States and Lithuania have ever used a capital punish this capital punishment method. Mm -hmm. It's now legal in some U.S. states only to replace injection, again, at the request of the prisoner, if injection is impractical. Hmm. Um, so that's basically just carbon monoxide poisoning. Yeah. So, like, they put you in a chamber. This should make it more lifelike and lock you in a garage and turn the car on. Jesus Christ. So... So if if it's at the request of the prisoner, if and only it's impractical. So it's not like they can say, I want this. It's, it has to be like, well, we can't do lethal injection because yeah. there's a legitimate reason why we couldn't. And then you can have this as well. That's right. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Um, it's also used in Nazi Germany during World War II as a weapon for mass murder. Yeah, I was going to say, why didn't it mention that? Like, it's mm. definitely been used there. Um, so they use nitrogen hypoxia to replace injection. So that's what they use for the gases. Oh, okay. Um, so yeah. this one's fun. Okay. It's a beheading. Yes. So obviously we know it's been used in various points in history in many countries. Mm -hmm. It's in a lot of movies. Yeah. I mean, you know, guillotines are a work of art. Of course. Um, so one of the most famous forms, uh, oh sorry, now it's, it is only used in Saudi Arabia with a sword. <laughs> so I mean that's the only place so Wait, that's the only place sword. that is legal in Saudi Arabia Saudi Arabia Jesus. to do a beheading is by a sword Whoa. so I mean I would hate to be that uh, that executioner right that is so hardcore yeah I, and it's probably like women that get <laughs> their heads cut off because like they showed an ankle Probably. Isn't it there where they isn't Saudi Arabia you can't drive if you're a woman? I don't know. I'm not up on those like women's rights stuff in other countries. Wow. 
I just try to avoid those kind of things because they make me angry. Okay, fair enough. So, fair enough. If I don't know about it, it doesn't exist. That is a really insane. Yeah. That's hard to even um, imagine. So, the next one I find. I find barbaric because this person literally takes a long time to die. Okay. It's stoning. Oh, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you pummel stones at the person, like, by a group of people, and yep. basically you just keep throwing stones at them until they die from yes. the injuries, right? That one is barbaric. So, I mean, unless you, like, knock them in the head right away. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's over. Yeah. Oh, God. And <sighs> the next one is crucifixion. So, roping or nailing to a wooden cross or similar apparatus, um, such as a tree, and allowing to perish. So they basically hang there until they die. Is that still used today, or yeah. that's old? And that's used in Saudi Arabia. That Jesus, was, Saudi Arabia, what are you up to? That was the list of current punishments, and this was from Wikipedia. Um, and, I mean, Wikipedia is pretty uh, up-to-date on shit, so. Jeez Louise. Which reminds me, when I was on Wikipedia, if you live in Canada, they're looking for some donations, guys. I've already donated, and it still fucking comes up. I, I give him three bones. I, I do that okay. because I use it so much. I, I'm throwing that out there to all the listeners. Yeah. So, um, just to, you know, donate. Did I donate? No. Well, you don't have to. It's fine. It's Christmas. I am donating to my Christmas tree and all the shit I have to put underneath <laughs> it right now. Um, so, I'll just go real quick over some of the ancient methods. Okay. Um, so, animals was one. And that's crushing by elephant, elephants, <gasps> um, being devoured by animals, cool. like being thrown into the alligators, the lions, crocodiles, piranhas, or sharks. Whoa. Um, being thrown into a snake pit. <gasps> that was on Vikings. Yeah. Ragnar. Being torn apart by horses, which is basically quartering. So what? they tie ropes to you and the horses run in their opposite directions and you get ripped apart. Oh, um, uh, or trampling by horses, um, back breaking. So that's a Mongolian method. God, I'm um, that right now. To avoid spilling on the ground. I know I'd love a good back crack. Right, get it, girl. Um, tied to the mouth of a cannon <laughs> and being blown from the gun. Now these are like, these are older ones, right? So these are not like, these are ancient. But in terms of what you said, the last few of the common ones. Yeah. These aren't, like, out of the question no. to me. Like, so I would think beheading would should be, like, in the list of ancient ones. That's crazy. Um, so a blood eagle, which is cutting the skin of the victim by the spine, breaking the ribs so they resembled blood-stained wings, and pulling the lungs out through the wounds in the victim's back. That sounds like a very American Well, move. it says it's actually possibly used by the Vikings. Whoa, really? Yeah. The blood eagle. Um, so this one is basically, I think that they, this is how they made, like, their turkey soup. <laughs> so they would boil them to death. Ew. Make a little, you know, Stuart stew, if a you will. criminal stew. Yeah, so this was carried out by using a large cauldron filled with water, oil, tar, tallow, and even molten lead. That's got to be the, of all of them, the worst way. Like, that, that one is the worst. Yes? Can yeah. we agree i think that's pretty uh like even more than stoning being boiled to death or like drowning oof yeah it's that thing where you're still alive and you can feel it oh my god right oh my god 
And you feel like, yeah, I can't even. Like, oh, I feel like the whole, like... That's gonna haunt me, I think, that one. Quartering by a horse. Once those horses rip you apart, you're done. I think the pain is so quick and intense immediately mm -hmm. that you probably just pass out. Like, you, yeah. you know when, like, pain gets to be so much, you just kind of pass out? Yeah. With, like, the boiling, you don't, I don't think. I don't know. Ugh. Tar. Ugh. So, well, brazen... Can, yeah, go ahead. Sorry. Go ahead. Brazen bull is... You're pushed inside an iron bull statue and then cooked alive after a fire is lit under it. <laughs> what asshole came up with these? Uh, breaking wheel. I mean, I let's... Okay. I love the names of these things, The right? names are great. Sounds like bands. <laughs> Blood eagle, breaking... What is it? What's a statue? Bra Breaking Wheel Breaking and Brazen Wool. Brazen Bull is the statue. Sounds like the lineup of Coachella. That's right. Yeah. Um, so Breaking Wheel is also known as the Catherine Wheel after a saint who was allegedly sentenced to, the, to be executed by this method, but it doesn't say what it is. Mm -hmm. um, buried Alive. Oh, that's, yeah, you know yeah. what? That is tops too. Um, so the most infamous uh, as method of execution is Burning Alive. Mm-hmm. So, you know, for headaches and witches. Heretics. Yes, yes. Um, and then uh, crushing by weight. And Ooh, they did that in Salem, actually. The crushing? They, every, they had this guy. God, what was his name? Probably William. They put him in a thing, and they put, like, a board on him, and then every day they would just put, like, another boulder on him for days and days and days. The guy's, like, in his 80s, and he lived and lived and lived because they wanted him to... I think admit to something. Once you admit to a crime, they could take your land. But if you didn't admit to the crime, they legally couldn't take your land. So what they would try and do is, like, put these, accuse them of something, torture them until they admitted it, so then they could take their land. But the technicality was if you did any credit. And so this one guy in his field, they, like, tried and crushed him. And then they said, do you, like, you need to stop this. Said it to him, like, you need to, he... <laughs> you need to like admit it and what he said speaking of famous last words he was like another one like put another one on me give me what you got yeah he's a gangster oh fuck yeah so it let that one like the crushing by okay stones yeah wow mm -hmm. um so poisoning is another one sure um and uh it was poisoning by drinking an infusion of hemlock uh was used as a method of execution in ancient greece Ooh. Um, but, you know, like, they've also talked about, like, how they've done it during the Joseon dynasty in Korea. Um, uh, is a belief that one may kill a Sanobi, but may not insult him. Sh sure. Don't insult okay. him, you know? So, a pendulum. It's a type of machine with an axe head for a weight. Oh, I've seen those where it just comes, like, <gasps> and it just gets closer and closer to your head. Oh, my um, God. Or you're, like, the torso. Yes. And then it slices them in half. You've seen those in movies yes, and stuff, totally. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, oh, so, or like sawing somebody up. Sure, yeah. Um, scaphism. It's an ancient Persian <laughs> method of execution in which the condemned was placed in between two boats, force-fed a mixture of honey and milk, and left floating in a stagnant pond. Ew. The victim would then suffer from severe diarrhea, which would attract insects that borrow nests and feed on the victim, and the victim would eventually die of septic shock. That is diabolical. Yes. And you gotta be patient for that one. Fuck yeah. Milk and honey until it gets the shits, and then insects come and infest. Let's just say, like, getting the shits is bad enough. 
That should be a death sentence in and of itself. Yeah. Um, so slow slice, slicing was a method removing portions of the body over an extended period of time, typically with a knife, eventually resulting in death. Um, so sometimes known as death by a thousand cuts. Ooh. Another um, great band. Yeah, and then there's just like smothering, uh, starvation, dehydration, which Bobby. is something that they actually do now in hospitals. Oh. Um, like here in Canada and stuff too. So basically, yeah. like if somebody's palliative and it's just a matter of time, they'll they'll remove like um, medications, water, and food, yes. and they basically just let them starve to death. Yeah, yeah. Um, strangulation and then suffocation by carbon monoxide. Uh, by burning coal in a sealed room. And Jeez that Louise. is my information Max. about capital punishment. That was so good. <sighs> what a great one. A yeah. two-parter. And it was basically just because I saw that video like on Facebook. Yes, of Famous Last Yeah. Months. And That's I was like, this great. is cool. And um, just makes you like look into that stuff. So that was like when I was like, I don't know what I'm going to do. There's so many things. So I was just like, Fuck it, I'm just gonna do it all as one. Yeah, that's awesome. And uh, that was really good. Yeah. Cool. So that's it. Alright. So on that note, yes. what are you feeling um, particularly happy about these days? What am I feeling happy about? So many things. I'm feeling happy about getting back into Audible. Okay. That's what I'm feeling happy about because I've been very busy, so I haven't been able to like focus on eight hours of book reading. Um, but I can now, so I'm re-listening to The Stranger Beside Me by Anne Rule. Okay. Do you have Audible? I do, okay. yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. So I'm reading that, and I've, I've downloaded, like, a couple of true crimes, like the old Polly Bernard's one, um, uh, No Stone Uncovered, which is about, I think I told you about this before, the clandestine graves. It's, like, the research that goes behind all that stuff, mm-hmm. which I'm going to talk about so yeah, that was that's what I'm into right now, and then just okay. winding down for Christmas in a couple of weeks. Nice. Yeah. Nice. How about you? Well, I am always like excited about shit. So, um, let me let me think. I, I have a little list here. So, Ooh. um, I'm pretty excited that the next season of. Uh, Chilling Adventures of Sabrina has been released. Okay. So it comes out January 24th on Netflix. Mm. Um, that's just the kind of stuff that Chris and I like watching. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah. Anything like witchcraft, demonic. Yes. Yeah. I said to him one day, I'm like, do you think we watch too many, like, horror genre things? And he's like, no. <laughs> I'm like, okay, well, like, our kid is, like, starting to get into horror genre stuff, and she's, you know, going to be five in, like, two months. But he's cool with it. But I, I just want to kind of give a shout out to a couple little businesses that Ooh. have been helping me out with my with my Christmas shopping okay. this year. So cool. there's this place in uh, Gananoque. It's called Arrow It Forward. Oh, uh, she's amazing. Yes. So I highly recommend anybody check her out. So right now I'm really up into the ugly Christmas sweater yeah. scent that she has. Uh-huh. So I've got the candle. I've got the room spray. Yeah. And I've got the... Um, car air freshener hanging. Oh, nice. And it's totally in my favorite colors. It's like turquoise, black, and white. So yeah. it looks beautiful in my nice gray car. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm really excited about that. So my house smells nice and Christmassy. Um, another one is the Frick House. Yes. 
so they make custom um, kind of farmy, well farmy's not the word, like farmhouse um, rustic-y yeah. kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So um, right now my house is decked out in um, the Frick House stuff. And Do I you have the Christmas trees? Yeah, I have the Christmas yeah, trees. Yeah, um, I have Christmas trees in Charlotte's room, so they're actually like pink and gold and white. Oh, nice. Um, and mine are like red, white, and green. Yep. Um, they made me uh, a garland one year that's all red and white. Yeah. And like I've got like a seven-foot tree. We'll look at that later because I want to know who that is. Me too. Um, and, uh, <laughs> and like it wrapped all the way around my tree. Like, it's just one oh, big garland cool. made in a felt. Yes. Oh, yeah, so I've seen them. they're yeah. pretty awesome. So check them out on, like, Instagram or anything. Mm-hmm. Um, they have some really good stuff on there. And, you know, they make all the wood products themselves. Mm-hmm. And then, so Ron does all the wood stuff. And Nicole does, like, all the kind of crafty stuff. Okay. Uh, so it's really awesome. And they just made me a sign. So we have, like, a family farm. Yep. Um, that's uh, just about 20 minutes north of the 401, like, near Kingston. And... Like, this farm has been, like, a tradition in my family since I was a little kid. So, mm-hmm. my grandparents lived there. Uh, my grandparents passed away. And then my aunt, who was actually uh, the manager of customs at Pearson Airport. Oh, cool. Retired. Yeah. And she bought a new farm. So, um, and she's kind of like a pseudo-grandmother to Charlotte. Mm-hmm. So, she's my aunt. Um, and I said to her, you know, when I have Charlotte, I'd really like you to be, like, a grandmother figure. She never had kids or anything like that. Mm-hmm. So she wanted to be called Granny Glenn, Aww. like after her grandmother, but yeah. Charlotte couldn't say that, so we call her Gigi. <gasps> nice! Yeah. I so love that. We had her, or the Frick House made her sign. It's a big wooden kind of sign, and it says, I love you to the farm and back. So I cannot That's wait to give that to her for Christmas. Super cute. And then there's one, this one other business that, um, so in my dining room right now, I have Charlotte's like advent calendar hanging, mm-hmm. um, but I bought this macrame thing from this place called the vertical hitch. Oh, interesting. And interesting. Um, it's actually like this, it's like a skull. So it's going to be in my dining room. And my dining room is very beachy. Yes. So like it hangs on like this nice piece of like driftwood and Aww. it's white. Uh, so, and they do like really good, you know, like hanging um, uh, planters. Yes. Um, there's air plant hangers as well, which mm-hmm. is really cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, so definitely check them out they're on Instagram as well so and Facebook and Facebook yeah <laughs> so I just wanted to give some shout out to some like local businesses cool. because they're really good places to check out um, for like Christmas shopping yes and I'm really big supporter of keep it local so um, oh, that's great that's a great idea yeah so I mean you know when you shop local sometimes things are a little bit more expensive mm-hmm. but you have to think that these places can't get items in mass production no. like the big chains can. So right. you're paying for one person to source out the the materials, make the product, yeah. do all their own marketing, accounting, like they're usually yeah. like a one man show for the yeah. most part. So totally. especially with like these artisan kind of things. So Yeah. And um, it works out like what they're selling it for is is not even it's way less than minimum wage. Oh, okay. Like it could be yeah couple of bucks an hour if that yeah in terms of once you calculate all that stuff into it so yeah like yeah. for me like we I was gonna make myself um a rug for out front that said Merry Christmas you filthy animal mm-hmm. so I bought like the choir the choir rug and everything yeah 
Um, and then I had like a custom label made and everything. Mm -hmm. So by the time I was done, like it was, you know, $30 to make this for myself. Yes. So if I were to sell those, like, like people around here sell them for like $40. Yeah. So to, to put all that time and energy into it, you're only making $10 off of it. So, That's right. Um, if you can spend just that little bit of extra money to support local, then definitely do it. Yeah. And what I like about that is it's very, it tends to be very unique. Like it's, mm. nobody else really has those things, especially yeah. if you customize them, which they're the people that customize stuff. Where yeah. if you go to a big box store, it's like the same shit yeah. all the time. So for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, that's all I've got. Okay. Well, let's do some plugs. Okay. So yeah, follow us on Insta, Facebook. Tweets. Tweets. So... Um, at White Girl Haunted. Mm-hmm. Um, for Facebook and Instagram. And uh, what was Twitter again? WG Haunted. Haunted. Right. And then our Gmail is whitegirlhaunted at gmail.com where you can send suggestions and stories and yeah. fun facts and, you know, your favorite method of murder. Yeah. So, <laughs> Merry Christmas. And happy fucking new year. Yeah, you filthy animals. Although we will have an episode before Christmas. Yeah, this is just, this is Christmas F1. Yes. And then next time is going to be super Christmas F2. This is the White Girl Haunted Chronicles of December. Yes, yeah. great. Okay. Narnia. All right. Okay. Peace out, bitches. Bye.